It's Tuesday, March 8th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Ukrainian and Russian negotiators ended a third round of talks Monday with little progress, while Ukraine's military held fast along several fronts and Russia continued to shell cities and residential areas. Russian forces conducted missile and rocket strikes on cities and military targets in the country's north and south, disrupting plans to evacuate citizens via humanitarian corridors. Ukrainian forces continued to frustrate Russia with counterattacks and sabotage operations. In the 12 days since the start of the invasion, Russia's failure to capture major cities and its mounting loss of aircraft and armored vehicles have increased pressure on Moscow in a war that has drawn global condemnation and sanctions. A Ukrainian negotiator said his team and their Russian counterparts agreed on some logistical workings to help people trapped in the fighting after earlier agreements to allow civilians to flee collapsed. In the market watch, the Dow Jones Industrial Average slid nearly 800 points Monday, making a 10% decline from January's high to close in correction territory for the first time in two years as surging oil prices heightened concerns about inflation and economic growth. U.S. stocks fell in morning trading, threatening to upend calculations for company costs, consumer behavior, and the course of inflation. The losses for major indices deepened in the afternoon as investors dialed back on risk by selling shares of companies across much of the economy, with the Nasdaq composite falling into a bear market by declining to 20% below its November high. The S&P 500 fell 3% to close at 42.01, its largest one-day percentage decline since October 2020. The sell-off left the Dow's blue chips 11% below their January record, meeting the standard of correction defined as a drop of at least 10% from a recent high. Meanwhile, the chief executives of some of the world's largest oil companies and U.S. government officials warned Monday that there were no quick-fix solutions to the higher energy prices and market volatility that have followed Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The chief executives of Exxon, Mobil, Hess Corporation, and France's Total Energies, as well as presidential climate advisor John Kerry, said there was no immediate relief in sight as oil prices top $120 a barrel and even higher energy prices and global economic disruption were likely. The volatility of price and with supply and demand is something we're going to have to live with for a little while here in the midst of this, Mr. Kerry said Monday. According to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, U.S. and European partners were discussing a ban on Russian oil imports. If enacted, an embargo would mark a significant change in the West's response to Moscow's war on Ukraine. Washington and allies have imposed punishing sanctions on Russia's financial system, but so far have skirted energy exports for fear of pushback from voters over gasoline and heating bills. In political news, The Biden administration is planning to give preference to infrastructure projects that encourage workers to unionize or that hire from underrepresented groups as it prepares to spend billions of dollars from last year's infrastructure law. The guidelines are the latest of several attempts by the Biden administration to promote labor unions. Administrative officials say the guidelines will also help companies diversify their workforce in the midst of a labor shortage. The Department of Transportation and the Department of Labor have been working together to write the funding guidelines. Much of the money in the infrastructure law comes in the form of competitive grants to state and local transportation agencies. 
And the Defense Department will permanently shut down the Navy's massive fuel tank facility in Hawaii that leaked petroleum into Pearl Harbor's tap water and will remove all the fuel, the Pentagon said Monday. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said the decision by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is based on a new Pentagon assessment, but also is in line with an order from Hawaii's Department of Health to drain fuel from the tanks at the Red Hill Bulk Fuel Storage Facility. The tanks, built into the side of a mountain during World War II to protect them from enemy attack, had leaked into a drinking water well and contaminated water at Pearl Harbor homes and offices. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.